0: Hello and welcome back to the Perth to Paisley podcast, episode number 56. It's been another turbulent, fun and frustrating week as Heart and Midlothian fans and we're here to discuss it all. I, as ever, am one of your hosts, Daniel McIver, and I'm joined by Adam Kennedy. Adam, how are you doing? I'm
1: uh, I'm in a good place, mate, despite, you know, more drop points for the uh, the men in maroon, um, but you know, on the whole, I'm actually not too bad. I know that we're obviously going to get into the latest disappointment, but, uh, yeah. All right, mate. What about yourself?
0: I'm doing the exact same. Uh, but, yeah, the weekend was an interesting one for both Hearts and the league in general, which is, of course, where we'll start with the Around the Grounds feature. Uh, if this is your first time listening, we literally just run through all the other results in the week. ...and can give our thoughts on them, if we have seen them, which I have actually. I watch Sports Scene, because friend of the podcast in terms of we're friends with them, Andrew Petrie now is a regular on Sports Sound, which is cool as anything, and Sports Scene. So, loving it. Basically, we will speak about the first game throughout this podcast, which is our game. However... Our Edinburgh rivals just seem to be copying us consistently as they just decided to do whatever we do. As they also dropped points, however, at home eh, to St Mirren, conceding really late on. Aberdeen continued on their pretty terrible trend under Stephen Glass with a 1 0 loss to St Johnson at home, who got their first win of the campaign. On a Sunday, Rangers dropped their first points at home in fucking ages. It feels like... March 2020, I think, was the last... Like, ridiculous amount of time. Mad. As Graham Alexander's mother world just kind of continues to march on in this incredible fashion since the opening day loss. I... Celtic, again, lost at the Tony Macaroni to Livingston, 1-0. Doesn't matter how many players are different, doesn't matter the manager that's different, the spaghetti had has something over Celtic Football Club. And then, to close it out, James McPake's Dundee lost in the Dundee Derby to Courts' Dundee United, 1-0. Adam, what were your big takeaways from the week outside of Hearts? See, well, this is
1: what I was going to add. See if we'd have won... This would have been a near perfect weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you literally just reeled off all the results there. Delighted to see Aberdeen get beat. Um I'd I wasn't anticipating a win for either side to be honest. I had that down for a draw, so and it looked as though it was gonna head that way, but I'm a massive fan of Stevie May, one of the worst Aberdeen strikers we've seen, you know, given his torrid time there scoring the winner, cupping his ears to the Pataudry crowd as he's running into the corner. Just tremendous Um Hibbs was just hilarious. Obviously, astounded to see them fall behind. Then I saw the nick of the goal. Ryan Porteous, deary, dearie me. Just continuing my thought oh process my that he's goodness. awful
0: and I've never seen him play well.
1: And then, everybody harps on about Josh Doy, but it's probably his man for the eventual yeah. equaliser. Um St Mirren looked absolutely shocking, so the fact that they've walked away with a point is hilarious to me. Um, Sunday, Rangers-Motherwell. Both goals I don't really think should have stood, so that was a bit of a Mm I don't know, just a bit of a meh. Livingston beating Celtic. Absolutely (laughs) superb. I mean, Celtic, three away league matches, three away league defeats to Hearts, Rangers and Livingston. I mean, inject that content into my veins. That is exactly what we're after. Um, Even though they're, you know, churning out these fantastic performances at Parkhead, like it's nobody's business, but what does it matter? Um, Have I missed anybody? What was the other? Oh, the Dundee Derby. I had 1-0 United from a Who Scored preview, so I'm pretty proud of that. Um, Because it's no surprise to see James McPake lose another Derby. Um, Dundee haven't won at Tannadice since 2004. I don't know why various media outlets were, you know, adamant that they'd go on and seal three points. So, yeah, what what a wonderful and wacky
0: weekend
1: in the Scottish Premiership once again. What, what were your thoughts?
0: Um, you've kind of summed up my thoughts on the individual games. I wanted to just touch on something in general, which... I was harping on about all last season. I've already mentioned this there season. <laughs> I, I managed to watch the Dundee derby in full. I, I watched the all whole right. game, and it—I it, just thought it was a terrible game of football. <laughs> it just—it was not a good game. Generally, it was really like it was really good in terms of the passion and the fans were on it from the very start.
1: But hold on a second, but, were loads of folk
0: not saying that the
1: Dundee derby is miles better than the Edinburgh derby?
0: Well, yeah. So this is the big thing. So, the amount of people who were like, oh, the Dundee Derby is actually the second best Derby behind the Old Firm in Scotland. And I think a lot of people say that just because you often get mental scorelines. Like, I think that's it. it has been a couple
1: 6-2s in recent memory that I can think of anyway. yeah,
0: Exactly, but the Edinburgh Derby that we've just had, despite it not having any goals, was a far better game than that Dundee Derby. However... It really solidified the thing that I've been saying all the time, that this league is rubbish. Dundee United, who I would probably argue we've had our best performance against this season, the 2-0 yeah, against United was, was probably yep. the most complete. They didn't lay a glove on us then and have not looked amazing in terms of performances. They are currently two points off top. Like,
1: Do you know what it is, though? I, I mean, I labelled... United Bipolar and I've said that just about bit everywhere but mm-hmm. when you actually look at it you know I think they've scored three league goals and are sat <laughs> on ten points given they've churned out three 1-0 wins against Rangers St Johnston, and Dundee so if you're United that's no mean feat given obviously mm-hmm. the reigning champion sending their first defeat you know that was an incredible achievement yeah. given their unbeaten season and two Tayside rivals so You'll take that all day, but like, how how did we blow them away? Yet they've looked so competent against the other three. I just think it's such a, I, don't, I, don't, I want to say it's competitive, which it is, but is it a decent competition? Like, do you get where yeah. I'm coming from? Yeah. It seems like sometimes jobbers cancel one another out. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, it's it's not even like we were at our best against United, but then in the following three performances, or the following two performances, I should say, and then uh, due to the international break, which I think has come at the wrong time for us, Mm -hmm. we've dominated games, but haven't had that same cutting edge. So it's bizarre to be seeing the league unravel week by week, because let's be frank, I don't think anybody's going to predict what's going to happen at the weekend.
0: Well, we will now move on to a game that, many people did predict and probably a lot of people got wrong as hearts traveled to dingwall for the first time this season and in a couple of seasons of course due to our enforced demotion to the championship and there was some big news as both Michael Smith and Josh Ginelli were not in the squad due to injuries. Michael Smith with the niggle that he picked up on the national duty and was carrying through the Edinburgh Derby. And Josh Ginelli with an ankle injury that he picked up in a bounce game and played through the Edinburgh Derby with, as we spoke about last week. So as a result, we did the thing I hoped we didn't do and <laughs> changed formation. So we went from the 3-4-3, which has been working so well for us this season, and we changed it not to what many people expected, the 4-2-3-1, which we've used previously. We a brand new system made its debut in a 4-1-4-1. Not what the BBC have in a 3-4-1-2. A that surprise. Yeah, exactly. That isn't what we played with Ben Woodburn as the CDM. That's not what was happening in that situation. Um, however, the team was in fact Gordon. And then a back four of Stephen Kingsley, Craig Halkett and John Sutter and Taylor Moore making his first full competitive starting debut at right back. Then a one of Benny, all on his own. Then a four I know, of GMS, <laughs> Barry Mackay. And then kind of two number tens almost, or two cams probably, Liam Boyce and Ben Woodburn. In behind another guy getting his first start, Armand Nandwale. What did you think of the team especially as everyone's main reaction was, I think Robbie Nielsen's taken the defensive chat too personally and he's just went, right, I'll play everybody who's attacking. I
1: was probably thinking the exact same as various messages I received, which were, what are those band of names? What formation do these 11 names fit into? This is where management must be the most tricky thing in the world. Because if I'm Malky Mackay reading those 11 names, I'm thinking... Who on earth is playing where? Like, I I did not have a clue. I'm assuming you were in that same boat, because there's a part of me that thinks, right, well, he must be a back three, given Taylor Moore's in. Then I remembered that, whilst the talk is that he can't play wing-back, he could play full-back, so does that mean that Stephen Kingsley's on the other side? I thought Benny Beningame is just going to be in there on his own, <laughs> and I know that I've said that he's that good that he probably could play on his own or that he's like the Congolese canty or whatever. I didn't think Hearts would literally take what I had to say and apply it. Um, and then we've had, you know, a, a plethora of strikers all available at once where we've literally spoken about and various other Hearts podcasts we've spoken about our lack of options up front. So we just chuck them all in the blender, see what's going to happen and leave no striker on the bench to come on and change the game. Um. So when I when I think of all these things, you know, added together, all these factors, I was left
0: very confused. What about you? I think everybody was in the same boat, really. Obviously, as I said, I didn't want us to change from the three four three. I know it can probably be argued that it was an enforced change. Robbie said afterwards that he wants to keep playing the 3-4-3, however, due to the injuries. I would argue you probably could have played the 3-4-3, but I will get into how I feel you should have played it later, because I will to uh, speak about...
1: I, I think you're going to suggest what I've seen various other people suggest.
0: Interesting. Well, we'll see. I right, thought okay. it was a 4-4-2. I thought it was Benny and Woodburn. Woodburn was just playing as a centre mid, I just thought. (laughs) I just thought he was just doing what he wants. Yeah, because Robbie said he can play as a number eight, so I just assumed it was like, right, Benny's Benny's playing as a six. Yeah, right enough, that looks a
1: lot more routine. Moore and Kingsley fullbacks, GMS and Mackay on the flanks,
0: yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) But no, no. it wasn't that at all. (laughs) Anything but that. Exactly. So. It was, it was very weird. A lot of people were really happy because it was so attacking. It was like, listen, we're going away from home and we're Answered throwing...
1: every heart's da. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: This was Robbie going to all the da's, right? Okay, we'll pick your team and see how And we'll how see it what does. happens, yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, it started off pretty, well, 50-50 because... The opening 10 minutes were very entertaining from the perspective of both sides seem to just want to concede of their own accord. So, very early on, uh, the Ross County goalie, Maynard Brewer, went to chuck it. The, I think it's is the third minute, went to throw it, and it slips out his hand. And the boys tries to rush in, but can't, and the keeper claims it, and he's like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, don't worry about me, I'm fine. Then, I, think,
1: I think he was nervous, because, I'm sorry, Just I, I noticed that he was making his county debut between the yeah. sticks, so I don't know whether that's kind of early nerves, he's obviously re- replaced Ross Laidlaw, who I think's been their keeper for as long as I can remember, yeah. so I don't know, he's obviously wanting to impress, but carry on.
0: Well, one man who doesn't have that excuse is our goalkeeper, who about seven oh, minutes Jesus. in has the ball at his feet and just kind of goes, "Can't be bored with this," and just passes it straight to I think it's Ross Callaghan. It I is Ross Callaghan. Yeah, yes, just passes it on and uh, who shoots, and thankfully Gordon gets there, slides and catches it, and it's a bit like, okay,
1: that, that was sorry, that was a massive. Case of us being let off the hook there. I think that's what you were going to say. Because, yeah. you know, the the back pass from Taylor Moore is, is standard. It's, it's yeah. decent enough. And why Craig Gordon looks to clear with his right foot, I don't know. Ross Callaghan, all he has to do is literally aim for the far corner. He's got so much space because of the ground that Craig Gordon's had to make up and scramble back. Why he shoots... Where he does, to allow Gordon to come and carry, I don't know. But in fairness to Ross Callahan, I mean, that probably wasn't even his worst miss. He could have ended up with a hat-trick, which we'll True. get into later on.
0: True, however... How harsh would that him.
1: have been, Could I just say yeah, it? <laughs> Exactly, that's always one of the A guy the that we have
0: ridiculed,
1: deemed not good enough, and could have bagged, you know, certainly two or three off, off
0: living memory. Well... We were the first team to get it started as around 9-10 minutes, we put the ball, a nice kind of break of play. Ross County looked quite settled, however, GMS plays the ball through to... But is it GMS or Woodburn? It's GMS. It is GMS. GMS plays the ball through to an on-running, Liam Boyce, who puts it past to keep his far post... In near post, sorry, I think Maynard Brewer thought he was going to put it across him and go to his far post because he kind of just goes onto his knees and realises he's been beaten. Liam Boyce does not celebrate, he just puts his hand up. However, one man who does celebrate is Gary mckay Stephen, who I don't know if you notice it, but when he, everybody kind of rushes Boyce, JMS does like a lap round him, and he's just like celebrating that he's the de- Apparently, Gary mckay Stephen hates Ross County. It must be a Highland thing. I was going to say, because I, I think he's know. a
1: former county youth. As well, I, oh, way. I, I don't know either way. Um, I thought it was a nice wee nutmeg from JMS, and yeah. um, de- decent enough run from Boyce, obviously exploiting the space and whatnot. Um, the finish is a weird one because it looks as though Maynard Brewers rooted to the spot, like you say. Yeah. And I don't know whether he's assuming that he's going far post, I think it'll is just the deflection and the wee Nick just takes it past hmm. him and then he's, he's left flat footed. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see another angle because mm-hmm. the angle that you're given on various highlights packages, I mean, it's even, rubbish. even talking about the highlights packages, like I, I was chatting about this to, um, Stefan on Di Stefano DiStefano Talks. The highlights packages for our game are awful, man. Like, t- like genuinely terrible. Sports seems gash for the yeah. most part. And yet, like the SPFL YouTube channel, why would you not just have commentary over it? It's, yes, I it's, know. That's it, so frustrating. It's weird. Like what yeah. other, what other, prem, or, I was about to say what other Premier League, what other um, major leagues highlight package doesn't have some form of commentary? Yeah. it's. But, it's but hey, I'm tired of digging up the SPFL, so we'll move on quickly.
0: Well, we have something very quickly to move on to as oh. Ross County kick <laughs> off. And within 60 seconds, I, from a defensive point of view, I actually think we do the defender's handbook very well. We ensure them to stay on the edge of the box. We don't needlessly press so it creates space. We do quite well at press, but then one pass kind of does us and five players are locked into place and it ends up with Blair Spittle on the edge of our box hitting in fairness. A great strike in eight, the far left-hand corner. Gordon's left with no chance because by the time the ball gets through the crowd of people, he can't see, he can't react quickly enough. And within sixty seconds, it's all equal again.
1: This is a uh, this is cards on the table time. So I was working um, on Saturday. I was intending to go up to Dingwall with a couple of pals um, before they pulled out. Um, so I thought I'd take a shift on. I'll be fine. I'll work the afternoon. I'll have sports sound on just to, you know, listen, get me through the shift and whatnot. Um, So, I'm away off working. Obviously, hadn't realised that we'd scored. I come back and I hear that there's been an equaliser in Dingwall to which I'm like, right, okay, so either it's been a shocking start as per the usual and we've fallen behind or we've actually gone in front for once and haven't held on to lead after 11 minutes, I think it was. Like, is that not just the most infuriating thing that you've ever seen? And then I see the goal. I like, I quite like Big John White up front. I know he's not a regular goal scorer, but he does his job. He's, he's the type of target man that, let's be frank, I'd expect to see in Maroon at some stage, because we've always had some useless hoodie <laughs> up front who's never a prolific goal scorer. So I actually think it's decent target man play from him mm-hmm. to, to hold it up, in essence. And Blair Spittle obviously playing that support role, a guy that we actually spoke about when you gave your prediction last week, saying two one, um, and you didn't pick out a county I forgot, score. I added, forgot. I then said Blair Spittle. So then once I hear it's Blair Spittle that's got the equaliser, I'm like shit. I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm gonna get pulled up for this. Yes, um, you are. But you're right. It's a fantastic finish. I mean, what a player. Let's just let's just open the checkbook up now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I. Look, it's it's a crowd of bodies and like I say, Jordan White does well to hold off a couple of challenges. Whether we could put a foot in or not, I don't really know. Again, need to see it back. We probably could. Um but again I take nothing away from the strike because ultimately, like you say, it's it's through all that traffic and it's past Craig Gordon in a flash.
0: One hundred percent. However, I would I would argue this is where I'm gonna start my argument for positivity with this result. I am hearts oh, teams Jesus. in recent years i think would panic we would kind of go into our shell for maybe 10 minutes maybe go right let's just solidify this and kind of stick together and then after
1: taking you know, the away you mean yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah.
0: like i think it would have just been a bit of a nightmare and then you think oh they've equalized right this is it they're going to just break and blah. Uh, however I like in hearts heart teams of the past go in front <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it would never happen, but let's just theorise that it did. Um, however, that didn't happen, and that really does seem to be a theme of this team that the mentality was clearly nope. Let's stick to this game plan. The game plan is working generally, and as a result, we kept up the attacking play. Ross County had to keep uh, keep going deeper and deeper in their own half. Armand Nandoli getting his first start. Um, a lot of the ball was, as you were saying there, about. Um, Jordan White, it was very much based around his hold-up play. Often it would go because of the four, we can't have the expansive centre-halves that we normally do with the three so it would often go out to Taylor Moore or Stephen Kingsley who would play it up for Nandale, who did reasonably well in the first half I felt for holding it up. There was a couple of times where Stephen Kingsley bombed in the left. Two crosses in particular, Nanderley had chances and it was just kind of really good saves from Maynard Brewer. Nanderley had another chance with his foot where he hits it cleanly can, that one that he takes on from? his chest, kind of at the edge of the yes. box? Yeah. Yes. Because I was going to ask you about right. the header.
1: I don't feel mm-hmm. as though the header, he gets sufficient contact on it.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I think I, that's fair. I, I
1: don't know. I, I feel as though, if he does, it's probably net bound. But that obviously just doesn't I think that's fair. He,
0: he does have a... I think it's Peyton is right on him. So, Nandale, no, you see in the moment, he has to take a step back to get away from Peyton. And I think in that moment... He's behind the ball. He's in front of the ball a wee bit he's when it arrives. He's
1: elevate and get... Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, as you said, yeah, the one that he took down his chest from the edge of the box. Really s- sweet strike. Maynard Brewer makes a really good save. That was a good save, it. that. It was. I, and I will say this. What is it with us coming up against keepers that seemingly are having the games of their lives in recent weeks? I'm sick and tired of this.
1: Well, this is what I was going to touch on. You know, he he's made his debut... He's claimed man of the match and he's still conceded twice. Like, is it something that we're doing wrong? Or is it just the fact that we're coming up against decent keepers in recent weeks? Because I, I look at it and I think, Aberdeen, I know that Joe Lewis is on the decline now. But he's been decent for several years. I think Dundee United, you probably could argue, have the best goalkeeper duo. Because I think Benji yeah. Segrist is top class when when he starts and obviously he's back in now but even then trevor carson is an understudy i think that's a great sign in um but yet it didn't prove an issue for us at tanaday so it's what i'm trying to ask is is it stuff that we're doing wrong is it just off days because they're off days like why why can we not seem to make the most of these attacking opportunities i say week after week that sounds harsh but in the past two
0: weeks I hate to be all cliche on you but I think it's a mix of both I think um, we've had two weeks where we've come up against two goalkeepers who have had incredibly good games however it is also compounded with the fact that we have missed some big chances most notably in my opinion the Gary Mackay steven chance who we seem to be talking about I've I've never known a player in the time that we've done this podcast which is now we're technically on our third season that we can name so many massive misses because this one is unbelievable. If you've not seen it, Nandwili does everything right. He should have an assist on his record. He takes the ball down. He beats the man. He plays it inside for GMS. GMS is on the it's penalty a lovely spot. Lovely ball from Nandwili. It's great. Say. It's he like looks so frustrated perfect. as well. Yeah, he yeah. was raging. He, <laughs> he was, was raging, <laughs> and. The reason he's raging is because from six yards out all GMS has to do is pass it in but for some reason he goes for power and it almost ends up at the corner flag with just an unbelievably bad miss and it very much for me compounded Gary McAllister's stevens performance on the day and recent performances for me he cannot start against Livingston
1: this weekend Despite getting the assist for the boys' goal
0: Yes, because I think anyone would have. I think Ben Woodburn or Barry McKay or Josh Denley would make that pass.
1: No, I think that's fair. And I, I, listen, I, I did praise the nice wee nutmeg, but GMS is so hot and cold, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Like, even in a ninety-minute match, he's got he's got something about him. Like, there's a little sort of spark at, at times you feel through Gary McKay, Stephen, and he's capable of magic moments. But he's also capable of missing absolute sitters, and now I'm. And now you say it like, you were probably more generous with the Hibs chance, um, that he had. Mm-hmm. The Dundee one is the one that sticks out for me, and now it's bad that I'm thinking, it probably goes Dundee County, and now this, um, or sorry, the miss against Hibs f- for me, and I see people. Talk about you know, if we had our shooting boots on, we'd be on this many points. Chances like that don't come as easily as they have. And Nan, you're right. Nandwiili really does everything right. I thought the big man was really good. Actually, I so thought duh. all so all these performance missed was a goal. And I really do like big Nand, really I, I notice he gets a lot of stick as well. Um, yeah. But uh, Gary McKay, Stephen Man, like I've I've backed GMS from day dot because I I do enjoy watching him. But equally, he can frustrate the life out of you. And I don't know whether that's just because of the fact that he's a winger and wingers frustrate you generally. Um, but in all my time supporting hearts, I can't recall somebody that is as hot and cold, not just in a 90-minute match, but over kind of a spell. Because let's be frank, when he first signed, he was very poor. And I said, stick with him, you'll come good. Used, let's face it, he was shit hot. Toward the end of last season, Mm -hmm. used that as a pre-season, has looked or opened the season well, but in the last few games I'd be inclined to agree that Barry Mackay, I thought, was excellent and, for me, deserves to keep that jersey over GMS. Whether Josh Ginelli comes back into the equation, I don't know. Whether we'll see yet another formation change and Ben Woodburn go out in the flanks with, you know, Boyce being shifted inside as that sole striker or whether it's he and Nandwele up front. I don't know. It's not my decision to make. So I'm glad that Robbie's got that selection headache because it can only be a good thing. But yes, GMS probably does need dropped after, let's face it, an absolute sitter.
0: Well, all those missed chances did come back to bite us. as There's a right surprise. P- yes, exactly. What a heart of Midlothian statement that is. As right on half-time. As Robbie said, he was expect- he-, he felt that he would have been Happy to be going in four or five, one up, but instead we went in two-one down. As from the near side, the ball gets kind of played about reasonably well. It ends up at the man I didn't even know played for Ross <laughs> County's feet in Blair Spittle in the middle of the box. Sends it. Suitor tries to make some form of contact with it, however, it half nutmegs them, so as a result hits his heel and goes past Gordon the other way where Gordon's diving and we go into half time 2-1 down somehow um, yes
1: bog standard hearts in it <laughs> what, what can I say um, I'm surprised we mentioned Ross Callaghan you didn't touch on the chance just before oh, of that course, where I forgot. He, he hits the bar and let's be frank he has to score like yeah. we're as well talking about the Gary Mackay-Steven chance and saying that's a sitter the Ross Callaghan one is a sitter as well so it's funny how we paint these pictures in our minds with regards to games isn't it because let's be frank we could have and arguably should have been in front yet we don't take our chances could have been behind earlier than we were and then eventually do fall behind um, the the Callaghan chance is oh, criminal like Harry Payton's pass initially that he just spreads out to the flank so easily prevented as is the cross coming in Ross Callahan's on the slide again don't know where the marking is to allow him a free run and we're lucky that he's sliding because if he's standing could probably afford to take a touch or alternatively just volley past Craig Gordon and let's face it he wouldn't miss not even you know as much as Ross Callahan has been ridiculed by Hearts fans in the past so just so frustrating that we can't capitalise on chances and get punished for it. It's the oldest saying in the book when it comes to football. Because how many times have you seen sides dominate games and then they'll lose it by the scrappiest of finishes? And again, Blair Spittles isn't great. Reagan Charles Cook's out in the flank. Benny Beningame gets a touch and lets... Yeah. You know... Well cut him some slack because it's a ricochet. These these things happen. Yeah. But Blair Spittle running on like into the box. Why is nobody picking up on that? Benny Beningame after the deflection could still prevent the cross from coming in. And I can't believe I'm slagging the greatest player to ever live. But there comes a point where you just think, defensively, like both these goals are so preventable and that's what adds mm. to the frustration. Um and it's a fortunate finish, but Blair Spittles' performance, excellent. You know, he, he earned the Who Scored star of the week, um, which is obviously the site that I write for. Um, so that was great seeing that come through, you know, as somebody that does the previews for, for that site. Um, just just couldn't believe that we were behind. Well, I say couldn't believe that we were behind. I certainly could believe that we were behind,
0: but couldn't believe that we hadn't learnt previous lessons. I think that's that's very fair. Um, we then start the second half, no changes are made. However, and again, another positive is that clearly Robbie has just said to them, listen, I know we're getting beat here, but we shouldn't be getting beat. You're doing everything right. It's we're on top and it's that, only a matter of time. Yeah, yeah, it's just that we're not taking our chances. We have a few, Nandalee, as you said, Nandalee got so much stick. Um, he always can, does. I know, I believe Joel Sked gave him a five in his player ratings, and I felt I felt that was personally harsh um, because every single time the ball went up to him, I felt it stuck, I felt Boyce was the same, I felt those two actually worked really well together, but the main issue I had, and it's neither of their fault, I personally, for example, at halftime, would have taken GMS off, brought on Herring, and then went to a 4-3-3, with Benny and Pete as the two sitters, Woodburn and Mackay as the wingers, Boyce in the ten and Nandwilly on his own. So it gives you allowance to hit. It's our four 3 one. It kind of is, yeah. It's kind of, it's like an inverted four two three one. Yeah. I'm just having Boyce playing deeper <laughs> and the wingers playing further up.
1: Like that's would, it. Wouldn't be like Hearts to revert back to a four two three one? Or wouldn't be like Hearts uh, Management to revert back to a four two three one.
0: I do think, though, that would have worked, but it didn't. And the problem was, as you said right at the start when we were speaking about the formations, when you have Nanduil on the bench, it means you can bring him on and it introduces a completely new element to the game. Yes, It's it's something totally different to what the defence that we're up against has been dealing with. When you start both him and Boyce together... There isn't anything on the bench to change a game completely. You can, as we said last week against Hibs, you can change the personnel. So, for example, and we'll get on to them, a couple of players came on, but they played in the same positions. With Nandalee, when you bring them on, it's like, even if you keep the same formation, you're probably not going to, but even if you kept the same formation, it introduces like just a mental bit of energy that defenders have to go, oh, we need to change what we've been doing. We can't keep doing the previous thing, and when he's... I, I know it's harsh, because it's like, he can't simultaneously be playing from the start and come off the bench. Like, that's harsh on him. But it is frustrating to go, ah, when we start both him and Boyce, we need it to work immediately, because if it doesn't, We're done. then we have nothing to change it.
1: Yeah, that's that's sort of what I alluded to earlier with... You've put it perfectly. Nandwele really adds another dimension off the bench, whereas... With he and Boyce, then the only changes that were forced into are pretty much like for like. You don't really see any formation alteration off the bench and whatnot. Um, I mean, <laughs> there was most of the fan base calling out for another forward to be signed. And, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Um, depth at right back, to the cover for Michael Smith, arguably would have prevented this formation change, this personnel change and whatnot. Another striker up front could have been, or another striker in the squad, could have been a game changer up front that we don't have on the bench once we start Boyce and Nandwele together. The only other game that I can recall Boyce and Nandwele starting together up front, and this is just off the top of my head, was it not, did Brora Rangers, did they not both start up
0: front? No, Boyce came on against Brora. Oh, you're right. Because
1: Castanier got hooked at half time. Yeah, oh, and Jesus, had a horrible had,
0: night. Had, had Nandrilly signed by Pura?
1: Nandrilly was playing in the Pro Rangers game. Was so, he?
0: Yeah. I don't. He signed in January, and
1: we played that in February.
0: Oh, I don't remember him playing I think. at all.
1: I'm I'm fairly certain that I'm both of them were playing. But I, either way, you know, it's a rarity to see them both start. So yeah. is this going to be a common theme moving forward? This is this was going to be my point anyway. That with these
0: You're right, by the way. With
1: start. these fixtures, you know, coming up, are the two of them expected to work up front together? Because why are we experimenting now with these I don't want to say must win games, but these more favourable fixtures when we've had all this time to build a working relationship between the two? Or Well I think
0: we, I will say I think you've kind of answered your own question there. Because I wouldn't want us to trial stuff against Celtic, against Hibs, against Aberdeen, because they're the teams that you could punish us. It makes sense. Maybe not away from home. Maybe we should have trialled this first this weekend against Livingston at home, where it's like you have that comfort blanket of being at home.
1: But But then Robbie would probably gain... I can't believe I'm going to leap to the manager's defence here. Then Robbie would come under fire. For sticking with this 3 4 3 and just having Boyce, probably. So there's no That's pleasing, there's no pleasing the Hearts fans either way. Yep. Is what I'm, tra- <laughs> is what I'm, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But it is incredibly annoying that now we're realising, oh, maybe Boyce and Nandwili could play together up front. But I'm thinking, no, I'd probably only want the one up front and it to be Boyce, if I'm, you know, hand on heart in all mm. honesty, because Nandwili off the bench, I do like having that option but
0: hearts it's a good headache to have it's a good headache to have
1: but is it because hearts are so annoying with stuff like this I think it is
0: I think it is a good headache to have because very rarely do we get this what we often say is oh we have one player who's good and if he gets hurt (laughs) we're done what we're now saying is right. We've got like six forwards who can do stuff. How do we fit them into the same team that makes it work for ninety minutes? That's and a good thing to worry about.
1: And that we've then got a couple to pull off the bench if things yeah. aren't going our way. Do you feel as though this is kind of this is maybe a bit too deep? Is this sort of emblematic for exactly where the club is and exactly where the squad is? Do like, mean emblematic. Emblematic is exactly what I mean. (laughs) Emblematic is exactly what I mean. But I
0: agree. agree.
1: Like, we've been raging at how pish we've been away from home for ages. And we've dropped points here, okay. And yes, we're disappointed. But seven from nine, you know, the best away record in the division. I -hmm. harped on about Celtic. There's them lost their first three we really the only side to have picked up seven from nine, um, points-wise. So, and again, the squad, like, you're right. Any, anything would have happened to Boyce under Stendhal,
0: we oh. were finished. It would have been even worse than it ended up being somehow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, I think, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Let's just look at the bigger picture. We're disappointed
0: yes! But it's not the end of the world. Sorry, wait—is this Adam Kennedy? What's going on? You're the man who is like oh. we've dropped a point, therefore we need to rip around. No, am I, I like actually <laughs> inflicting my views on you so much that no. you're like taking on no, my? No, 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 point? no,
1: no, no, no. I'm not disappointed that dropped points away from home because I'm I'm gutted it or I'm not gutted. I'm annoyed at the drop points against Aberdeen and Hibbs. I feel as though they were genuinely. Yeah drop points. You know, at home, we should be targeting to beat, and this might sound big-headed or, or a bit daft, we should be looking to beat anybody everybody. at home. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. We should fancy our chances at Tynecastle against any other side in the country. Yeah. It's away true. from home that, you know, we might take a point here or there at various other grounds. Um But Dingwall's not one, And yet... I, I, re- I really don't know how I feel about the weekend. This is just... Because I'm on about the bigger picture, but if I look at all the other fixtures, everybody else has simultaneously dropped points. So that adds to the annoyance. Or just positive. Hearts are messing with my head to such an extent that I don't know what I'm saying. This is genuinely can... how I feel.
0: This is, the th- this is the ultimate glass half full, glass half empty. Because I saw somebody say that on Twitter, being like, oh, it's because... Um, Hebs, Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen—all dropped points to some extent. Uh, it makes our game even more frustrating. However, what you, the other half could argue is, well, we dropped points, but thankfully, so did everybody else, so it didn't affect us as much.
1: Yeah, and and look, in terms of the actual ninety minutes, we went from three—we went from looking as though we were going to gain three points, to then none, to then settling for one. Is that? You know, had we blown a two-goal lead, I'd be, yeah. I'd be raging. Yeah. But mm-hmm. given the nature of the game, how topsy-turvy it is with us taking an early lead, then conceding two minutes later, then falling behind, and then gaining an equaliser, it's not as bad.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's totally totally fair. But to get to that equaliser, what day. Well, I have a lot of things to say about this because I need all to right. hold my hands up. So, first of all, I just want to quickly mention: we'll, we're going to speak about him after the goal. But Cammy Devlin, making his debut, plays the pass to Liam Boyce, eh, who wins the free kick very well.
1: Well, th- this is what I was going to say: does he play the pass to Liam Boyce? Because I actually thought it was a poor pass that might have looked for Jamie Walker, I think, off the nah. bench, Shh, and Boyce snipes in. No, it's uh, fine you meant it. You meant it. Really, no, yeah, it's it, I'll tell you who it was for. It was for Barry Mackay. That's yeah, who it was for. And it go. looks it. as though it's behind Barry Mackay and he looks less than impressed. However, <sighs> the the best striker that we've probably ever seen um, yeah. in a heart shirt nips yeah. in and obviously draws the foul. What a player. And then,
0: then, Barry Mackay and Stephen Kingsley are standing over it. Now, I'm watching it live and I out loud went, Stephen, you've had about 16 free kick attempts. You've scored two of them. One of them was amazing. That you can't deny it. The other one the Dundee. shouldn't yes. The other one shouldn't no. have went in. It no was other against other air. One? No air. But oh, yeah. the keeper oh, should... completely <laughs> fell on it and it never should have went in. Was that in. the five three boxing day? Yes it was. Yeah. Yes it was. So I'm thinking, listen, Stephen. enough of this. We've got like I don't know what Barry Mackay's like at free kicks. I was like, Barry Mackay's there. Let him take it. If he's hovering over it and showing an interest.
1: Yeah. Then... Let
0: Barry have it. But But never. Then, as Kingsley is running up to take it, I also out loud went, oh, the the keeper's in no man's land here, by the way. He was so far off to his, his left. Obviously, you always position yourself slightly more to one side. You don't just stand in the middle. And but given was, where the
1: wall is and whatnot, and yes, exactly. A
0: but he was very far off to the left. So I was thinking, or oh, actually, if this goes on target, there's a decent chance it's in. And then he just fucking rifles it into the top corner. And uh, listen, the goal's amazing. I prefer the celebration because it's such a like. Right. It's not like a, yeah, it's, it's like, right, fucking, come it's on It's very man. emblematic, let's, let's do, isn't it? Yes. Yes. There we go. He's got it. <laughs> he's got it.
1: And that we're not happy to settle for a point at that stage. Yes. And it's, you know, grab that ball, meet me at the centre circle. Yes. Um, I think, with regards to the free kick, um, I think, if Maynard Brewer's a couple steps over, he's still not saving it. I think it's a, a great, great strike. That's um, true. And I will continue to bang this drum that Stephen Kingsley is our most underrated player, and I don't know why folk overlook him. I when agree. We're talking about I, key players. I do agree with. That. Yes. I really, really do like Stephen Kingsley, um, and I don't know if it's just because he started so well, then fell off after signing that deal around Christmas time. Whether folk have the cup final. In the back of their heads, which again is harsh. Because let's face it, that's
0: my dad. By the way, my dad will never forgive Stephen Kingsley. He's oh, like, no, Kingsley on, can Graham. go for him. Exactly. Oh, come, Get him on, tell, Get him come tell Adam. Come on. Can
1: you imagine Graham's knees if he'd had to take that pen Oh, oh man, he, he, wouldn't,
0: he wouldn't have been able to do the run up, mate. Never oh my
1: God, balls exactly. of steel that man, Stephen Kingsley. What a player! I will not hear exactly. this on the go ever again.
0: Yes fucking brilliant but yes it was an amazing hit Boyce then a few minutes later has a chance where he just puts it into the side net In again it's actually quite good defensive work from the I can't actually remember the centre half that's on Boyce but he actually does work crowd Boyce out again we're just attacking 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 we ended the game with 17 shots only 5 on target admittedly but 17 shots nonetheless however it could have been a loss because right oh, at the Jesus. end Ross County broke through And got a shot away, but John Souter was on the line. And I saw some people be like, oh, that's him made up for his impact of the second goal. I think that's a bit harsh to (laughs) say. Honestly. Bloody hell. (laughs) It's not like he just turns around and passes it into the net.
1: He's trying to get in the way of the first shot. Yeah, it gets awful. What is is this logic, man? What do folks smoke? Like, seriously. I think even then we had a chance, didn't we, with Jamie Walker, where he opts to shoot from a tight angle. I actually thought oh the square was potentially the better option, yeah. um, but of course I'm listening to it on the radio, so I have no idea what's going on. I'm just hoping to hear that <laughs> Hearts have, you know, completed a comeback <laughs> and whatnot. The minute I hear that Ross County were attacking in stoppage time, I was like, oh, here we go, this is it. Like I, I was just such a defeatist attitude, but I was thinking, here we go. I, honestly, it would not surprise me. Hearts being hearts, if they just pissed it away. Um, and then when I see the highlights, whew, it's, uh, it's one we got away with. Let's just say yeah. that.
0: I think I think that's very fair. Uh, that does end the game there. However, as I said, I wanted to speak about the man making his debut. First time we've seen him, Cami Devlin. The first thing I'm going to say is, holy shit, he is a small, small man. <laughs> like, I knew he was wee. But I didn't realise he was five foot seven. He is a little guy.
1: He's never a hearts player in a million years. Far too wee, far too athletic.
0: Well, <laughs> well, this was the thing I thought he did very well. I'm about to make a statement here that is another one of my just Newcastle elements. To oh, me. Here we go. He reminds me, right? And this is off twenty. John minutes. Joe Shelby. No, it's a it's a wee bit of a throwback, Newcastle player. I've only seen 20 minutes so this may come back to bite me, but it reminds me of Johan Kabai, right? So, wow. And
1: if you we, can hit a free kick like Johan Cabai, yes, then exactly. Yes, please, and Stephen Kingsley will be off them before we know it. Yes.
0: Um, and also, and to Newcastle fans and just people who know the player, it'll be oh, like, yeah. well, they're not similar players at all. Also, no. check <laughs> Teote. Also, so Kabai and Teote, I feel like they've combined because
1: they love child
0: yes Kabai was always amazing that fucking season where we finished 5th with Bar and CC and Ben oh, Alpha like and Kabai and stuff like that right Kabai was like the engine room he would take it recycle it and drive forward with it Cammy Devlin did that about 7 times and he was only on the park for like 20 minutes he, he was so eager to just get the ball and break forward with it and play really nice passes but also his check to in that Teotie was just like a fucking terrier. It was like, he would just sit in front of a defence and be like, right, try and get past me. I'm just going to get in front of you constantly. There was a moment in that game... You're building him right... up something chronic. Can I, just I know. Say, <laughs> i just love goes Cammy Devlin immediately. <laughs> immediately <laughs> I've only in only goes one love. way. I have fallen in love with Cammy Devlin. There was a moment in about the 80th minute where Ross County, I wouldn't say they broke, because it was just a long ball forward. But... The keeper played a long ball out to the near side. And Devlin ran with the Ross County player about 70 yards the full way. The Ross County player then got it. He jockeyed them the whole way down to almost the corner flag. Then he tackled it, hitting it off the Ross County player at the same time. And it went out for our throw-in. And it was just like... We've not had somebody who does that in ages. Benny's different to that. Benny, Benny's almost good enough that it wouldn't need to get to the first stage. Like, Benny would just somehow oh, intercept what do you mean? it. What do you mean
1: almost good enough? It's most definitely good enough. <laughs> the greatest player to ever live.
0: But I am excited by Devlin. Like, I know that I've just oh, compared him to one of my favourite oh, no. Newcastle players of all time, Johan and he's now going to become John Joe Shelby. And I'm going to be frustrated by him to fuck.
1: But he's going to become Isaac Hayden. This is where he goes off and has a Hay- absolute no. nuke.
0: Isaac Hayden, is, shut up! You were nearly the the championship, fifteen, sixteen. Isaac Hayden was player of the year, right? Shut up! He was. I love Isaac Hayden. A good, a better comparison. They're in different positions, but I hate him. He'll be Paul Dummett to me. <laughs> Fucking hate Paul Dummett so much. But, I
1: hate him because of the and, hearts link as well With obviously being in that St Mirren team With the yeah, like exactly. a final 2013 Dark Days Let's move on
0: I think Cammy Devlin looks very very good I know you've only seen the highlights And have, Cammy Devlin's going to have a torrent time This is this just is, how this works This is my GMS oh, no. This is what this is going to be Yeah
1: Cammy Devlin will be shit hot For his first like 5-10 games Then he'll drop an absolute bomb scare away at Sunday and then it'll just be a gradual decline like we've become accustomed to seeing through numerous Hearts players over the years. Um, exactly. Sorry, Cami, wa- I do apologise for my co-host effectively jinxing your entire Hearts career, but fingers crossed that you can prove him right. I'm, I'm oh, backing I love,
0: you. I love Cami Devlin with all my heart, and that is a perfect segue because, and this is where, Adam, we alienate a portion of our audience. Oh, God, yeah. I know what you're going to talk about. (laughs) So, we are two young men who like football, so naturally, the stereotype is that we play FIFA. And that stereotype is... football manager and all those shenanigans. Yes, exactly. That stereotype is fucking bang on! Correct. That (laughs) is what we do. So, this week, FIFA comes out. Actually, the web app launches today as you listen to this. Let's just apologise
1: for the older generation. I think we should yeah. chuck down like a little point where they can skip to where we like resume yes. norm, or perceived normal conversation.
0: Yes. Um the rate, however this is something that I think everybody would be interested in. The yeah, ratings true. the ratings for hearts players came out today. Well not came out today, but we found them today because you were tweeting about it and people very kindly Tweeted to you, and interestingly, we'll start off with the fact that Cami Devlin is our highest-rated player at seventy-rated. So FIFA agrees with me. Well, no, because you love Liam Boyce,
1: and we both. Liam Boyce is our third highest-rated. I say you, we, we, we both love Liam Boyce, Craig Gordon, who I would assume would be seventy-plus. I love Benny Beningame, whose first six, let's face it, is upside down. Um, that should be a 96, <laughs> um, because he is, without doubt, the greatest footballer that I've ever seen. Um, some, of the, some of them are just
0: absolutely Well, this is what we'll do. Nonsense. I'll, I'll run through them. This won't take up a large... Period of time, but just for people interested, I will run through them now. I have the full list of them here. We right. have a lot of midfielders, I think we knew that already, but seeing it in a list really makes you highlighted yeah. Jesus Christ. So we have no wonder rated. we were playing a four-one-four-one. Yeah, 1 Exactly, go back to Levine 4 6 and just chuck them all exactly. in there. So, highest rated is Cami Devlin, second highest rated, insanely, is Craig Gordon on 68. Don't know what's happening, embarrassing. In that's
1: just, You know when they talk about or fans of lesser clubs talk about big club bias. If that's a Celtic badge, he's still in the seventies. Easy. EA, yeah. you're an embarrassment. Sort yourselves out. I I'll still buy the, your game though.
0: I remember the FIFA fifteen of Craig Gordon seventy five gold when he was at Celtic and everything like that. I remember those days shocking uh, then we move on to four players who all have the same rating Gary McIe-Steven who is a right mid in the game for some reason and <laughs> George it, Janelli's is on the left isn't he yes exactly it's just <laughs>
1: insane honestly is Stevie Wonder doing this scouting like who is watching these games it's
0: ridiculous Gary Kai steven John Suter Liam Boyce and Stephen Kingsley are all tied on 67 happy for then, Stephen Kingsley but again so am I, like, all, so am I. Six, all
1: 67
0: Yeah, come it's on then we have... Bloody hell. One, two, three... We have six players, all tied on six... Ah, oh, six, six, six. That's... Oh, Jesus. Oh, thanks um, for that. The work of the devil. Love that. <laughs> it's alright. We have Michael Smith, Benny Beningame... Shambles. Yes. <laughs> Should be 99. Team of the season already. Armand Taylor Moore, and Josh Ginelli, and then finally, Craig Halkett, who, as you mentioned, Josh Ginelli is a left mid. For some reason, weird... And then we move on to 65s, which is four of them, four of them together, is Jamie Walker, Ben Woodburn, Peter Haring, and Aaron McInef. And that then closes out the Silvers as we move on to two. Big Pete and uh, Ben
1: Woodburn being shafted in particular. I,
0: I do agree with that, especially Woodburn considering he's playing oh. club. is Liverpool. I think that is a wee bit weird. Um, we then move on to bronzes. Uh, two tied at sixty-three is Jamie Brandon and Andy Halliday, who I imagine is delighted to hear this news that he's a sixty-three rated bronze tied with a player who never plays.
1: I considering he streams as well, that's yeah. yeah, that's that's not gonna that's not gonna please him. I'll have to hop in a Twitch stream and watch him on Ultimate Team, perhaps. I, I say this like I'm expecting him to perform with the Hearts team. Realistically, it's going to be a Rangers team, but
0: we'll yeah. see. And then finally, closing it up, 62, Alex Cochran. And finally, the lowest-rated player of our squad is Ross Stewart on 61. Now, again, I know we've just alienated so many people in the audience, but a lot of people also were tweeting us asking to speak about this in the podcast. It's just a little bit because we do have a lot of younger listeners as well as kind of older generation listeners. It is interesting you see because I think there's an element of... I tweeted it earlier going, it's funny for the people who don't play FIFA regularly to see ratings at the start of the year because it's like yeah this is a complaint that people have, I think there's an element of the fact that we've just come back up so EA look at that and go right well then that relates to players but as you said, some Craig Gordon only being a 68 silver, not even a rare silver as well, Gary McHugh-Steven Armand Nandwili, Josh Nelly that's it, they're the only rare silvers, everybody else is common silvers and just yeah, Cami Devlin being our highest rated player in the whole game it's very interesting. I feel. I don't really know. I don't really
1: know what to comment other than say that I just feel as though Hearts players have been shafted. Generally, is it just because we're newly promoted and so they'll feel as though they can't chuck out these high ratings? But then I see elsewhere, like somebody sent me the goalkeepers, Xander Clark and Craig Gordon have both been shafted. Yeah, they're
0: the same. They're
1: the same rating
0: with like his-
1: and, and both lower than Scott Bain, as I tweeted out yeah. earlier today. Like, what?
0: There is what the thing they, of Yeah don't care about EA Don't care about the perceived lower leagues. And a lot of those ratings, for example, Jamie Walker's had the same rating the last three FIFAs that Hearts have been in it. Uh, it was also the same wigging card as well. So there is an element of they just don't update it. Like, right? we lower cards... No, and, cares. and
1: they'll alter stats slightly, but yeah. they won't watch the games to alter them. So it makes you wonder... Yeah. They're probably just chucking them in some random generator and, oh, that
0: looks alright. Yeah, we'll go with that. I still Honestly, two, sort it out. Two years ago, Christoph Beren, 19 pace. Absolutely. I mean, even that's a disservice to it. I know he's slow, but fucking hell. Herring's got 28 pace, which is just, like, ridiculous. Folk, I know G- folk don't watch these games. This is, the, <laughs> this is the point I'm trying to make. Like, what are these folk on? Well, a game that we'll all be watching. Look at me with the segues this week, by the way. This is
1: top class. I'm setting up open goals for you, really, but...
0: Alright. It's a 50-50 between us both. Well done. We're making Uh, it work. Yes, exactly. The game this weekend against Livingston at home, who, of course, just before they come to Tynecastle, get a massive confidence-building win against Celtic. How do you see this going? And most importantly... What team would you start? Would you change the formation back? Would you hope... Just imagine everybody's fit again. Because I think Smith will be fit at least. And Janelli I don't know. Right, okay. <laughs> we haven't co- we haven't heard anything <laughs> about Ginelli. Um Smith has been told that he apparently will be fit. Well, not actually thinking about it. Oh, I don't know.
1: We'll see. Um, look, I've made it very clear that I don't rate Livingston. That I believe that they will be relegated. Um... And like you say, it's in such such a wonderful and bizarre notion, the fact that they've picked up their first three points of the season against last season's runners-up. Their first win, obviously. And before that, the week before that, was their first point. away at Dundee, at Dens. Four points from two games. So they're actually sat in better form than we are. (laughs) Yet, at Tynecastle, I... Sorry, it has to be three points. Um... And this is where obviously the team selection talk comes in. Um, what team would I opt for? I'm reverting back to the 3-4-3 because I'm with you. I believe that GMS should be dropped. I think that look, it'll be Gordon and Goal. Um, mm-hmm. I would go Suter, Halkett and Stephen Kingsley. Um, I would then play Michael Smith if available obviously. If not this is where my selection headache arrives. Probably would usher Taylor Moore out
0: there. Although, See, can I just quickly I I say, uh-huh. I personally wouldn't, because this is what I meant to say all the way back when we were speaking about the enforced change at the weekend. I don't uh-huh. think it necessarily had to, because I think against these lower side teams, you can play somebody like Barry Mackay at right wing back.
1: Well, I'm saving him for later on. So... Uh, look, I hope Michael Smith will be back because I, I love Michael Smith, the Lord knows. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Cochran has to come back in, although potentially put Kingsley at left wing back and Cochran at centre half. Cool. Um, I probably would give Cammy Devlin a start given his Cameo and Dingwall alongside Benny. So that's the midfield covered and then have Ben Woodburn and Barry Mackay sporting Liam Boyce. Would be my choice. So Gordon and Goal, Suter, Halkett, Cochran, Smith and Kingsley, uh, Beningame Devlin, Woodburn, Mackay, Boyce. You?
0: I would play that exact same team, however, I would drop out Devlin for Haring. You love like, him, Petey. I do, I PT. just love him. I love him so much and I felt we missed him. I felt we missed him. As soon as, I know we introduced Devlin and it calmed Benny down as well and you saw Benny get more on the ball, but I just feel Devlin is a better impact than Haring. Currently, because Fair Devlin point. just as I say, Terry are just like oh, I'll just run at everything. Having and against 20 the pace midfield and that. whatnot.
1: Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah,
0: but yeah, I start the exact same team apart from that one little change. I I didn't really speak about it because I don't have much to say. Um, I didn't think Taylor Moore did especially well. I was very surprised at some of the comments. I'm surprised the, at s-
1: some of the shots that he opted to take as well. I was <laughs> in the first half. It's like, oh my god, man. I obviously, I
0: just
1: obviously I didn't watch it, but then I mm-hmm. I watched the highlights back, and I'm thinking, why are you doing that?
0: Yeah, it was very frustrating. And I kind of there was some other people online like saying that they really thought he had a good game, and I I personally disagree. I I, I was not impressed with Taylor Moore at the I, weekend.
1: I had such FOMO missing out and looking at everybody having such a great time meeting Robbo up in Dingwall, and just want to give a massive shout out to the Hearts fans that made that journey because. Yeah. I thought they were excellent um, and obviously would have loved to have seen them come back down the road, massive grins on their faces, having picked up the three points, but that wasn't to be... Um, the fans were brilliant um, and hopefully we can be repaid <laughs> on Saturday. But, oh, it's just so annoying. Like, why do, why do Livingston have to do this? And this is something else that I wanted to touch on. The international break... Why are these occurring so early in the season? Like, I I made the points on Di Stefano Talks that I believe it's come at the wrong time for us. Because four matches gone, ten points, three wins, draw, just picked up a win against a Dundee United side that have looked solid defensively for the most part, we're in a good place, and no, we have to set that out for World Cup qualifiers and then come back... And now we've taken two points from as many matches. Like, momentum's everything. Like, why? Why? Why did it have to be interrupted for the sake of a couple of Scotland games?
0: It's so annoying. Well, to get that momentum back, what is your score prediction for this weekend? Oh. Ha
1: ha! ha ha. Eh... Hearts 2, Livingston
0: 1. Is that the same prediction you've given for every game this season? Uh, no, because I said we've
1: won 1-0 up in Dingwall. Oh, true. What did I say for Hibs? Hibs, I might have
0: said 2-1. Hibbs, you said 2-1, so you said it for Aberdeen.
1: <laughs> I said we'd draw at United as well, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: I'm going for it, by the way, with my prediction.
1: Don't say like four nil or something stupid. I'm
0: not saying four <laughs> nil.
1: I'm saying three nil. I think oh. we're winning three
0: 0
1: I'd love for us to keep a clean sheet. Yes. But given same. given the goals at the weekend, that doesn't fill me with confidence.
0: However, that was a but, different formation. If we go into no first, true, we might, true. We might go back to being all right and. And we, well, saying that, we could have conceded
1: a couple in the Hibs game, but Livingston don't have the same firepower as Hibs, yeah. let's be honest. Um, what?
0: Who's your goal scorers?
1: Oh, oh. Um, Barry Mackay. Interesting. I do
0: feel like we didn't really... He was really good at the weekend. It was. I feel like he was really good.
1: It was. I, I think I vaguely mentioned it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a, a decent, what, first start... Um, obviously mm-hmm. made his debut in the derby um, and even then in the derby looked good yeah. now he's got that first start under his belt there's no way he can be dropped for the weekend so I'm going to say yeah yeah why not I'm going to say he'll bag his first it'll be either he or Woodburn will bag their first heart goal and probably just be Liam Boyce again just because he's that good <laughs> I'd love for it to be Benny Beningame netting the winner and I can wax lyrical next week, given I'll be hosting, about how he is the greatest footballer that I've ever seen.
0: I'm going to go with Boyce. I, am, I said it last week, and I think I said it the week before as well. I'm still sticking with Ben Woodburn to get his first goal, and then I'm going third goal, seal it all up, 80th minute, Kami Devlin off the bench, because I love oh, him.
1: Wow. It's going to be amazing. That's never going to happen in a million years, doesn't it? And this is, where, this is where this clip is dug up come Saturday night when exactly that has happened.
0: Imagine if he scores in the 80th minute. I don't even see if we get beat to, 5-1, to... but he scores in <laughs> the 80th minute. I'll be celebrating. I'll be like, this is a win. No, I'm just thinking,
1: imagine we go 3-0 up, courtesy of a Cammy Devlin goal in the 80th minute. Then oh, then God mean. knows what will happen. It'll probably be a next world war or something. Yeah. like. All restrictions will be miraculously lifted.
0: Covid is cured because of Kami Devlin
1: God knows like just win please I, I, I wanted to win on Saturday that would have been nice I thought the attacking lineup. this is it we're going to batter them happy days and then I oh, just yeah just saw those names and thought it's going to be three points and it very was nearly was none and then we got one it has to be it has to be three on Saturday please I, I despise Livingston I really do honestly the, that trip to the Tony Macaroni was one of the worst nights of my life I vowed to never go back ever again terrible ground terrible fans just win please please I don't I don't care don't care how just beat them and me backing them to be relegated it's not like it's not a vendetta thing I just think that they're the weakest team in the league Please prove that to me on Saturday, Hearts. Don't do what Hearts always do. Don't be yourselves, and win. Thanks.
0: Well, what a way to finish it, Adam's rant on Livingston. But yes, I didn't even want to rant this week. What's wrong with me? It wouldn't be a of podcast episode without an Adam Kennedy rant let's just accept that yeah, no, for the right. rest of time you're right so massive thank you for listening to said rant and this episode of the Petter Paisley podcast we really really do appreciate it as we've said numerous times throughout this we're Petter Paisley on all forms of social media it's all below us on the screen if you're watching on YouTube however Petty Paisley on all forms of social media you can also email us petterpaisley at gmail.com if you have any questions and stuff like that We're also on YouTube, as I've just said. So please leave a like, subscribe on that. It massively helps algorithms. And speaking about that, please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice if you are just listening to the audio feed. It really, really does help. It gets us pushed up the charts and it just means a lot that you're enjoying it. So yes, massive thank you for that. Adam, where can they get you on social media?
1: They can get me on all the socials at Adam T. Kendall. And what about yourself,
0: mate? I am at DMcIver22. We'll be back next week to discuss the 3-0 win courtesy of a Cammy Devlin 80th minute goal and any other fallout that happens between now and then. So until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Keep the
1: faith, the tees